Spain and Fitz, the podcast. Hey, welcome, welcome to... to... Oh, no, so no I... you go. Okay, well, Do you I... want me to start? Well, does, is what it going to... I... Oh, boy. Are we going to put it on Oh no. ours, or is this is... a you? Oh. Am this... I a guest, or am I... are you? No one explained the crossover mm. pod thing to me, like okay. who actually gets domain. Right, 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 right. I mean, I'm I'm senior, I think, uh, both in age and the number of years I've spent on, on the radio slot so um yeah and i mean general intimidation is gonna yeah. have me see ground to you here so commission yeah, this yeah. one's all you which is weird you know uh based on a lot of factors but i'll take it um <laughs> this is the spain and fitz slash Chenea and gola jr show um our cohorts are not here right now um fitz was a scheduled <laughs> absence Chenea's like i'm driving still okay well we'll just get started then because we got things to do which uh, by no the way shows. who drives yeah. in los angeles oh literally every what what do you mean who drives is that a joke no i got shamed so hard sarah when i used to go out there to do like sports nation and stuff for renting a car people are like why on earth are you driving i didn't think that was a thing what yeah what what were you expected to be doing apparently Ubering? I don't know, but it was such a universal pushback that I thought that was canon. Well, is it because they expected you to be hammered by a certain hour and then you'd have a car to deal with? Probably fair. Okay, because that checks out for sure. <laughs> like, I'm mad that I moved out of LA before Ubers because it was expensive as hell to take a cab from Brentwood to Sunset and back, and it would always be more expensive on the way back, and I'd be like, it took less time, there was less traffic, what's happening? Um, or if I made the mistake of going to Hermosa, one time we just ended up going in some random dude's hot tub all night until it was morning so we could just drive home. It that wasn't sounds very like smart. Hermosa. Yeah, yeah. It was expensive to get down there. Now there's just Uber. But yeah, I mean, you need a car and you drive a lot and I'm sure she's just getting home. So whenever she chimes in, we'll be happy to have her. Uh, but we don't have a show again tonight. Uh, but we like, you know, giving the people what they want, which I presume is content. I think so. More often than not. <laughs> One would hope. Hopefully our content or else we're really in trouble. Yeah, we might be. Let's talk about this Titan stuff. And I know Fitz would be mad that we're going to get into Titan stuff when he's gone. But um, there's a number of things going on here, right? There's potential ramifications for players practicing. But now there's a kind of confusion about whether they were actually told they couldn't practice outside of the facilities. They went somewhere else and maybe thought, you know, we're still getting ready for this game that might happen, even though the building's closed. Um so we'll see if they get in trouble. But bigger picture, just that what felt like a fairly easy fix of, okay, we'll move it into this later week in the season is now seeming like it might be much worse. Yeah, this is, Sarah, sort of what we dealt with at the start of Major League Baseball season, right? Which is, you think you've got all of these different circumstances planned for, and then something really, and again, it, it's very similar in the fact that it seems to be hitting one team extremely hard, kind of the way we dealt with the Marlins on this. Mm-hmm. Now, the Titans seem to be the guinea pig for almost every logistical change, and there already have been plenty. So, yeah, I'm curious now, because as much as none of us really want to talk about competitive balance in the middle of a global pandemic, that's going to start to become a factor with this. Well, I think we can all agree the Marlins should have been eliminated from postseason play and the Cubs should have gotten a bye. I think I, I've heard everyone say that. Um, too, so we just, too, yeah. Is that too soon? I'm sorry. <laughs> too, too soon to bring up the Marlins. Um, yeah, so it's true, though. There's, uh, you know, obviously much bigger fish to fry, pardon the pun, um, when it comes to all of this. But if we insisted on playing sports in the midst of all of this, especially a sport like football with as many players as there are, with as much contact, with um, travel and no bubble and everything else, then the expectation was you're going to have a plan. And the NFL all along, at the very least, or best I should say, have said, you know, we we know it's not going to be perfect. We're going to have to be flexible. 
Um, but I don't know if just saying that is as good as what a, what feels like a real planet. I don't know if there is one uh, in terms of they should have had more weeks probably carved out that were just going to be biased for anyone that didn't suffer to a COVID spread. Because uh, right now it's sounding like, you know, there's there's potential of some some real ramifications for the Titans like a forfeiture. Yeah, and I saw Aaron Schatz of Football Outsiders tweet about that saying, I mean, what a nightmare that would be for a lot of these other high-end teams in the AFC if all of a sudden the Bills are just, and it sounds weird to say gifted this win because we know what's gone into it, but at the same time, they didn't have to go out there and play a Titans team that when they're on the field can be one of the better teams in the AFC. So you can see with that, and I remember the discussion from Major League Baseball about, well, should there be a number of games you need, winning percentage playing a factor in this, and so... So, yeah, I think forfeiture can't be something that's a part of the conversation, but now you look at this Titans team and the teams that they're really going to ripple effect, and I feel for everyone involved here, and like you said, Sarah, there being a plan, like I remember when the WNBA first got into their bubble and there were all these pictures coming out of the different things going on in the laundry rooms and all these things, and I said, all right, this all sounded good when they put the bubble together, and now Kathy Engelbert and company got to go to work in addressing these issues. We've seen the NFL come out with a bunch of different regulations since this all started to happen, increased fines and penalties, and certainly more coming the Titans' way, but this is kind of what every league's had to deal with. Well, and with the Titans, there's a number of things, right? Like with the Marlins and the Cardinals, the Cubs ended up being the only team in baseball that didn't have anyone test positive. There were only a couple teams that had meaningful spreads that required tons of double headers late in the season and a real, you know, just mashup of the schedule. Um, If this happens in a number of places, I think the Titans will get the brunt of it for being first, but it will be understood. If it doesn't, then all the nitpicking that's happening right now into the Titans is going to be pretty long-lasting, right? That they broke protocol by not wearing masks in the team facility, that there was, um, you know, presentation uh, uh, given at the NFL headquarters of a number of teams breaking rules. It was that Raiders charity event where they weren't wearing, you know, masks and stuff. And then the Titans not wearing masks at their facility, the practice that they decided to hold separately at a school. Like, all of that stuff is going to be used as an example for the rest of the league and what not to do. And it's going to be pretty tough to give the Titans a pass if you're using them as an example of here's all the reasons that they ended up in this position. You know what's crazy, Sarah, is one of the first things I thought about because the NFL, I always figured, had a much better chance than its college counterpart just because everyone's yeah. paid. College kids are dumb. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean the money and everything, but also like we all have been 20-something and gotten that late night you up and been like, ah. Yeah, I was going to say, what's a COVID amongst, amongst <laughs> friends. intimate partners? Amongst friends, right. But like, if you think about that, like the Big Ten and the Pac-12, who, yeah, they're all geeked up about daily testing, should be terrified because uh, you and I were talking before this. All this really does is ensure that you know exactly who got it. But now we've seen, all right, the incubation period stuff that's certainly been a factor for the Tennessee Titans and the kind of rolling days of positive testing here. All the contact tracing that, yeah, might be lessened a bit with daily testing but it doesn't stop people from being people and and definitely like we just mentioned doesn't stop college kids from getting on party buses like the Memphis team and ruining right. everything. Well, and also I'm confused a little because I was reading about Stephen Miller of the of the White House administration who had five negatives before testing positive a couple times. And so is that the incubation is that like the viral load hasn't gotten noticeable enough is that that period where you're contagious and everything else but you don't know you have it because with these daily testings it feels like I remember everybody ripping on any me particular or anyone else who criticized coaches for not wearing masks and they said everyone's getting tested why would you need to everyone's safe well this 
spread is kind of an example of it can feel like a pretty safe environment, but whatever happens between when someone gets it and by the time they actually test positive is still sort of this gray area. And that's going to get really complicated moving forward with trying to reschedule these games. And it even already was in terms of a lot of people saying that they should not have played that game between the Patriots and the Chiefs. You saw that too, that picture, because Stephon Gilmore is one of the ones on the COVID-19 list, and everyone was sharing that picture of him and Mahomes dapping up after the game, which, like Mm -hmm. you said, is another thing everyone got criticized. Well, why can't these guys jersey swap? Like, There's a very real chance over the course of that game, Stephon Gilmore would have never been face-to-face with Patrick Mahomes based on the position they play, except for that moment. So you're And we kind of skipped all that stuff. Yeah. Like, there was a long list. It's kind of like baseball, and they're like, no spitting, no high fives, no whatever, and then, like, game one it was just high fives everywhere um what so interestingly for the patriots they were sort of negatively affected in a major way by not having a spread because they lost their quarterback but had to play a game two days later or a day later i guess than they were supposed to meanwhile the titans almost benefited from a larger spread for that first game because it just got pushed back several weeks and they didn't have to play with a with a roster that wasn't complete now of course this is getting much more risky for the titans but that's a difficult thing to balance in the NFL is, you know, how how many players and of what status need to be out for you to consider it unfair to force a team to play. I remember texting about this with Fitz, and I'm sure you guys have talked about this some, but how it feels like the reaction was much different when it involved a quarterback versus, you know, someone who might be, a, you know, a reserve lineman on the team or something like that and what it takes in this instance. And so I think... What it's going to lead to going forward, Sarah, for that reason, is just extra emphasis on these quarterbacks kind of being as separate from everyone else as possible. And again, just because I cover so much college football, you heard a lot of these programs talking about almost bubbling their starting quarterback. And I feel like now in the NFL, we saw the PSA, even without the crazy font from Cam Newton, reminding people to wear masks and social distance. Like, I feel like that's going to be an extra point of emphasis now and a bit of a wake-up call for every other team that's like, look, we can be the rest of the New England Patriots and hold the Chiefs to no touchdowns in the first half, but because we're starting Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham in various forms, now all of a sudden we're taking an L in a game that the rest of our team very much could have won. So I feel like, if nothing else, because there's no easy solutions to the rest of that, it's going to be a wake-up call and a reminder that it's going to be, like we always say, the healthiest teams that win at the end of the season, but in a very different term this year right what do you so when we were at this point in the baseball season with the marlins unable to play the cardinals getting a spread like clevenger right the indians mess that that had to be dealt with most of us put a percentage on the season finishing at one percent or less right it felt like everything was going to unravel now here we are in the postseason there are technically bubbles now for mlb so maybe a better shot that they're going to get all the way to the end but it certainly didn't unravel the way we expected what do you think in terms of football no bubble lots of players guys living their lives um and and you know we haven't even gotten to also maybe the particular risk for all the linemen that we spoke of before the season started with the elevated bmis and whether players will actually not just simply recover and get back out there. I just asked like 11 questions, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, but in general it is. It's like, what's the likelihood of us finishing this? Because football's the worst math problem in all this, right? It's the Mm -hmm. most bodies, it's the most proximity, so it checks everything, including, like you said, some elevated risk cases and all this. What's going to be interesting is... 
I don't think the NFL is ever going to get to a point where they go to a full-on bubble just because of those numbers. Logistically, I don't think the league is willing to move to that point. But I will be curious because you've heard rumblings potentially of, well, will teams maybe take their players and try and bubble them for the remainder of the season, separate them in a hotel and somewhere that they can control a little bit more, basically almost like a college dormitory, but without any of the surrounding impropriety and things that can go wrong in that situation. That's something that maybe seems like a middle ground that, again, if everyone's trying to cash in on millions of dollars in this whole thing, and we've already decided we're going to try and fly in the face of science and reason in a lot of this, then it seems like a logical middle ground to me here if everyone's not just going to all of a sudden be scared off by this, redouble their efforts, and the other big difference, be afraid of the fines that might come in a lot of these situations, which makes the Titans point to come full circle, especially important in all this. Like, I don't know. How are you feeling about us getting to the end of this? Well, fines and forfeitures, right? When you start to feel the real effects of it, particularly, um, you know, if other teams look over at Titans, you know, that's a good team. And that's a team that's trying to build off of last year. And in football, more than any sport, the windows are so short to capitalize on all the guys you have under contract that are at at a certain peak. Um, So, yeah, it, it could really affect behaviors of other teams the way that it did, I think, in baseball. That's why we didn't see a lot after that. So my hope is that it's sort of limited to this week and whatever long-term repercussions it might have for the Titans, but that every other team kind of tightens up their behavior, pun intended, um, and and manages not to make this a constant storyline back and forth throughout. I, I do think that in the end, they're probably going to have to be pretty flexible with some playoff dates and Super Bowl dates, which is not ideal. Um, but also, I mean, Ron DeSantis is just allowing the Dolphins to have a full crowd. Yeah, what the hell? So, like, I don't even know if we want the Super Bowl in Tampa to happen. And this is coming from someone who knows someone on the Super Bowl committee. So I was ready to be the queen of Tampa Bay in February. But <laughs> I'm just not sure if that's wise. Um, uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's just kind of wild to imagine um, a football season that doesn't have a number of these at least one-offs where you, there's so many players that can affect it and with the travel and everything um, it, it feels likely that this will be the, the warning shot that gets everyone to tighten up their behavior but that it's not going to be a sole incident. Yeah, I'm with you, and I think the one thing we always know about coaches, regardless of sport, is there's nothing they love more than being able to rip players after a win, and so if you're one of these healthy teams that's able to look at this and say, I know some of you guys haven't been living right, and we just haven't got caught yet, so now we need Uh everyone to tighten up. And right, exactly. There you go. Well, and also, I think we talked a lot before the season started about there was going to be COVID fines where you could lose up to a third or three games worth of your paycheck. And there were veterans and folks not making as much money telling all the, the, the rich cats on the team, if you F up my paycheck, we're going to have a real problem here. And so this will be interesting to look at too, because with the way COVID works, I'd be real mad if I got it from someone and I hadn't done anything. No grocery store, no any, just practice and home. And no one at home is leaving either. I don't know how you even get that kind of, you know, protective bubble working where you know for sure you got it from a teammate. But I would be pretty angry if it affected, you know, three games worth of my paycheck in a 16-game season. um, And I I presume that it was because my teammates were not keeping their you-know-what together. Yeah, I was going to say, I've seen locker room fights over a lot less. Right. Geno Smith comes to mind. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, uh, this was a pretty depressing podcast, uh, <laughs> but um, 
Listen, uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. This is not going away anytime soon. And, you know, you played football. You know not only is it the numbers, but it's the nature of the game and practicing and everything else. And um, there is a lot of money on the line for the NFL to figure this out and make it work. And so it might end up needing to be a lot more sacrifices made by players. Uh, They didn't have the bubble like the NBA where you really truly, or the NHL or the WNBA where you're stuck there. Um, And so they might get a talking to about, you know, it could be worse, and and we need to create our own sort of version of that if this is ever going to work. We need one league-wide Andy Reid face shield. That's right. That doesn't get fogged up. Shout out to Fitz and Shanae. Thanks for uh, coming to enjoy this crossover pod, uh, an ambitious crossover event that apparently was too ambitious. Swipe up, subscribe, rate, and review. I don't think you can actually do most of that here, but no. try it anyway. Do to it, Spain but fits and Chenangle. Also, let's have a contest. Let's see which Ooh. podcast gets more downloads when we put this on both. Same content, same superstar radio hosts. Uh, which one will get more downloads? It's on. And no nudity involved in the promotion. I know how you tend to operate. We will not be writing things on our bellies. We will not be giving away donuts or uh, so you know anything. This just play it straight. Play it. I was literally just texting my producer Devin, telling him to get the marker ready. So well done. Not happening. Uh, Listen to our shows whenever they're back. We don't know when. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spain and Fitz podcast. You can listen to the show weeknights at 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app.